gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler for a Wednesday edition here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, Once again, brought to you by the Guardians of Freedom Air Show, which is, uh, what, Uh, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend. So we'll we'll look forward uh, to that. Rico, how's your day going so far? So far, so good. So far, so good. Happy birthday to the black shirt. He's leaving with a haul of goodies. He did. He's got a, he's got beef jerky. He's got a bag of candy. He's got a twelve pack of Mountain Dew. He's got some uh, some little uh, chocolate covered uh, uh, I don't know cake balls. Did he take uh, his cake? He took a decent amount of the cake. <laughs> he might have taken the whole thing, but I think he left a little bit for us because oh, okay. he's such a generous person. He is. Um, he got a he got a, a bottle of Mountain Dew delivered by a listener. Shout out to uh, One Eyed Ray. That's right. And uh, yeah, just a a, a great birthday for the one and only Terrell Farley, a.k.a. The Black Shirt. That's right, a.k.a. Two Grills. N- nobody calls him that. <laughs> He's trying to start that. Nope. We're nobody call him Two Grills, please. <laughs> Do not feed his ego. Oh, if anybody needs their ego fed, it's Terrell. We'd love to see Terrell uh, have his time, and it's and, and it's a lot of fun. So happy birthday again to one of the greatest Husker defenders of all time. Um, let's let's jump into this because i wanted to to get to it i kind of promoted on on social media um it's in, it's interesting where we are with the wide receiver position of course xavier betts um leaves uh, leaves the team and kind of leaves a hole there for somebody to step up and for a lot of us you know you kind of think at first okay freshman wide receivers who's going to step up there matt rule kind of addressed that we'll revisit that here uh in in his last uh, media outing uh the importance uh, the- of the next few weeks for freshman wide receivers uh as they get ready for this game and and if you are looking forward to some of these freshman wide receivers his answer might surprise you yeah you know I- i'm i'm giving them all an opportunity to play i'm not i don't know that we need any of the freshmen to play at wide out we'd love to have them play if they're ready but i got the older guys know how to play you know, that, that first game, uh, the team we're playing, that's going to be a grown man game. You know, they, they, they play real football. Um, uh, you know, it's, if, if, if I told our older guys, you guys want to win, you know, you better see a bunch of uh, veteran players out there on special teams. You know, you can't subcontract out winning to young players. Now, some young players will be ready. Some won't. Um, what you're hoping is that we're just going to give our guys chances to get reps and play. And if they're ready, they're ready. If they're not, they're not. Because otherwise, you know, the freshmen, they'll start to put a ton of pressure on themselves and they'll start you know they can't sleep at night because they're so worried about making a mistake and this is the game of mistakes you know what i mean so the older guys have figured that out so if malachi is ready great if not he's going to be a great player here he's an amazing young man with what the things he's done and overcome in his life uh if he's ready great if uh you know Jalen lloyd's ready great if um jeremiah or Jaden's ready great but uh, but you know the older guys are the ones who will lead us through and i think one or two of those guys will step up i really do and be ready and Maybe it's game six. Maybe it's game seven. You know, uh, you know the new rule now for you can play four games plus the postseason. So, hopefully, these guys get to play five, five or so games and, and go from there. 
So there you have it. You hear um, Matt Rule not necessarily thinking that they're going to have to lean on a whole lot of freshmen, um, saying if they're ready, they're, that, that's great, but it's going to take kind of a veteran approach to beat this Minnesota team. I'm glad he's not at all taking them lightly. It's good to hear that, that sort of comment, but it just kind of makes you think um, – what we're going to see out of the rotation for the wide receivers. I think, you know, Marcus Washington, a little bit banged up. Uh, is he going to be completely ready for that game? Mm-hmm. Um, IGC certainly factors in. Uh, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, uh, Joshua Fleeks, the veteran transfer from Baylor. That's why you brought him over to, to kind of have uh, a veteran presence. Uh, and, of course, Billy Kemp, who I think is going to be a mainstay for Nebraska's wide receiver unit. But that's that's four guys. You're going to need more than that. And so you kind of look at, if he says the freshmen are ready, you kind of start to look at some of the wideouts. Ty Han, uh, one of those guys, maybe Alex Bullock. The, both those guys have been kind of getting a little bit of attention from camp. You can look further down. Elliot Brown has got good praise at times mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, Baron Miles Jr., we know there. So, I mean, there's there's a, an opportunity for some of those walk-on wide receivers. And I and I've made, I put a list together to make you feel a little bit better on that because I know oh. initially that makes you feel like, uh, I don't know. But there's some, been some good walk-on wide receivers yeah. in the past. I mean, we, every time we talk about the wide receiver room, we talk about depth, we immediately go from the seniors and the guys who have experience playing to the freshmen. We always skip over the the middle of the juniors, the sophomores, the redshirt sophomores, the redshirt freshmen. We always skip over those guys, but those guys have also been here. Even if they haven't gotten a lot of playing time or, or seen the field all that much, they've been here or they've been in college for a decent amount of time. They know um, what it takes. They're also football players, some of them on scholarships, some of them walk-ons, but they're all, you know, pretty solid athletes or else they wouldn't be in a division one program so um it's not all on the seniors and all on the freshmen there are some guys that that will be mixed in there that maybe we're not talking about just yet but um to me you know like like he said you're going to want to see those those older guys on special teams making a difference and and really the three that you mentioned um igc joshua fleeks billy kemp i feel like you're going to see them a lot on special teams not just as return men either i think they'll be you know punt um, um, kickoff teams as well. And that, that was an emphasis, I think, that was kind of starting to put take hold last year when Bill Bush took over the special teams. Uh, but certainly, I hope you see with Matt Rule and staff, where as, as Frost has kind of put the developmental uh, or walk-ons or guys out mm-hmm. there and just – and they really never tried to make special teams much of a of a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it can't, that's the third phase of the game. That can that can be a game changer. It was and, the freshman in the, one of their four games or the four games yeah. that they played was just special teams. They wouldn't be on offense or defense. It was just, you're on the punt team. Oh, that's your four games. Now we're going to throw a different freshman in there. We're going to throw a walk-on in there. And it didn't – you could – and this isn't to take anything away from the freshman or the walk-ons, but you could tell that it, it – it wasn't as good as it could have been, especially, as you said, after Bill Bush took over and you could see, you know, uh, an actual semblance of special teams. And, and it, again, it's not to say that, that there's not like I, I think ideally you want to mix on special teams because there are guys that if they're not playing um, and can put all their energy towards special teams like they can. They, that can be their craft. They can really figure it out. I think Phelan Sanford is a good example of that. He's been one of Nebraska's better special teams players mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. and He's he worked his way into the defense. He's, he's, he's starting to play a little bit in the defense, yeah, too. I mean, he started the last – he started a couple games due to injuries. Yeah. Um, so he was out there, and it, it's – it's not like you could tell the, the the offense opposing offense wasn't picking on him. You know, he's still a, a tremendous athlete, so it it works. Yeah. You go from special teams and work your way into offense, defense. Sometimes that's just a starting point, a jumping off point. And but there have been guys like if if you are a freshman, that's how you can kind of make your way 
up like like we were just saying, like Phelan Sanford has. He did it kind of from the walk-on position. But I remember guys like a Eric Martin, just a special teams mm. demon. Ricky Thanarsi, uh, both really good special teams players. <laughs> Eric Martin, like, killed a guy. <laughs> Eric Martin almost did kill a guy. Uh, but then there's other guys in, in the past um, that have kind of just been that that just that. You know, there's, there's not a whole lot more to the story as far as um, – you know, eventually making it over to the defensive side or the offensive side. They've just been special teams guys. And and so, I, again, I think you need a good mix of that. But as far as walk-on wide receivers, if they play in the rotation, I think they will. We might we might see a few balls caught uh, from walk-on wide receivers. Uh, let's test your knowledge. We're going to go back to all the way back to the mid-2000s. This isn't going to be good, and you know it. <laughs> so this is walk-on wide receiver trivia. I'm not going to ask you names. Okay. I'm going to tell you names. I'm going to tell you numbers, and then you tell me if they – could beat the previous guys, so we're gonna okay. go in okay. order. It won't Thank be too goodness. Bad. Oh goodness! Yeah. I was scared I was gonna have to name people, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm sorry to all of these people, but I don't know who yeah. you are. I don't know that man." I don't. <laughs> Let me go ahead and say this: so I've I've got walk-on wide receivers in kind of two groups. Uh, one that you know are all gonna kind of be in the same this playing field, which mm-hmm. is going to be you know you saying if more or less. Okay. And then there's two guys that eventually earned scholarships and just became Nebraska football players. You kind of t- forget about the walk-on thing. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would, uh, we'll start with them, and we'll see if you can get the, this trivia okay. right. Okay. And we want you guys to play along. Play Four along, everybody. 402-464-5685, yeah. Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. And on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Allo Channel 951, the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. We want you guys to play along also. So join in on the fun yes. while I – just fail at this. <laughs> so the two guys that I think rose above, through, again, this is from mid-2000s to current time, okay. that rose above kind of the walk-on wide receiver label and in, in, in got scholarship, and by the end you kind of even forgot that they were walk-ons, is Brandon Riley, uh, oh, originally, Brandon okay. originally a walk-on, and Todd Peterson, uh, back in the Callahan mm-hmm. days, originally a, a, a walk-on mm-hmm. as well. Um, between the two of them, both of them over a thousand yards in their career. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is, I mean, they, they both, you know, were, were big mainstays on those teams. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this more yards and more touchdowns for one than the other. Was it Todd Peterson or Brandon Riley? It was, you said Todd Peterson played Callahan. Yeah. Callahan era with kind of Nate Swift, Maurice Pierre five friends, Hardy. It was Edgar. Todd. It was Todd Peterson. It was Todd Peterson. Todd Peterson, Peterson. (laughs) who played from 2005 to 2008, had 108 catches in his career. Remember, I'm doing career numbers, not season numbers. That'd be a very impressive season. This would be, he would be the Blitnikoff Award winner if he finished with this. Uh, 108 yards, uh, 108 receptions for 1,602 yards and 13 touchdowns. Todd Peterson, a big weapon. Yeah, but did he ever have a game-winning catch where it was debated if he stayed in (laughs) bounds, if he was pushed out of bounds or not? Didn't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he did that. Um, But Brandon Riley did have have a good career as well, and we know he went on to play a little bit in the NFL 70 receptions 1,275 yards and six touchdowns so those guys kind of rose above the walk-on label um including and, a win against Michigan State and and helped beat Michigan State so now we'll move on uh to more more of the guys that kind of stayed in, in in that area helped out the team enough that you knew them there were names that you would know if you were following the Huskers okay um but still kind of walk on wide receivers we'll start with Oliver Martin Oliver Martin uh, is kind of our, 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 our flag bearer here, so we're going to start with him. We're going to get Oliver is, Martin wasn't a walk on. He started as a walk on. He was a walk on. He transferred from Michigan and Iowa, um, but he was he was a walk on. So he's a walk on at Nebraska. He's a walk on at Nebraska. 
I feel like that shouldn't count, but okay. <laughs> what do you think his career numbers were? I'm, this is the one that you might struggle with because I'm just throwing it. He played what? Three three years? Two years? Three years at Nebraska. Three years. Didn't seem like he caught all that many. I'm going to yeah. go... Ba, 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 ba. I feel like one season was a decent... I'm going to go, what, 42 catches? 26. Oh, wow. I am way off. See, I wasn't <laughs> sure. I was like, I oh, like 10 catches a season. Oh, yeah, no, we'll yeah. go higher than that. There's more than that. 26? 26 catches. 26 there's no way he averaged like a hundred a game, so or a hundred a season. Uh, twenty six for for two oh one. Four twenty eight. How dare you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Four to twenty eight yards and two touchdowns. Was that more or less than Brody Belt? Less. That was more than Brody. Nah, Belt. Brody Belt was. Well, he ran a lot. <laughs> Brody Belt was like every. Scott Frost loved Brody Belt. Yes. Let me just put it down. Yes, Scott did. Frost loved Brody Belt. Brody Belt was the utility guy, but as far as a wide receiver, only 13 catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown from 2020 to 2022. Brody Belt's a running back. It <laughs> yeah. shouldn't count. Well, I, it's at least a name I wanted to throw in. Yeah, there. yeah. Shout out to Brody Belt. That's all you want. <laughs> all right. Oliver <laughs> Martin, more or less than Levi Falk, who played for Nebraska Ooh. from 2020 to 2021. Levi Falk. More. More than Levi it Falk. It is more than Levi Falk. Levi also had some pretty good numbers, though, as a walk-on wide receiver. 31 catches, 345 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I remember right. the name. I do not remember much about Levi Falk, though. <laughs> kind of a tall, I, I feel like, wide receiver. I feel like we were excited for Levi Falk at one point. I feel yeah. like he might have had a big game, and we were like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. This is a good receiver. And then we never heard anything. He had him. size. I mean, 345 yards is pretty good for yeah. a walk-on wide receiver throughout his career. That's just two years, by yeah. the way. Uh, all right. Now, a guy that transferred out but was originally a walk-on as well. So we're still on Oliver Martin's number of 26 receptions for 428 yards. Is that more or less than Cade Warner, who played at Nebraska from 2018 Less. to 2022? Cade Warner. Ah. Mm. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Cade Warner did great at Kansas State. He did. Uh, now he's with the Bucks right now. That's right. Um, him and Trey Palmer. I would say reunited, but they never played together. Um, <laughs> they might not know each other. They definitely they? don't know each other, but they both they were both Huskers. Yes. At one point. Um, Cade Warner was a, was a target. He he was targeted a lot. He also had a decent amount of drops. Yes, he was a captain at one point. He was. It doesn't mean that he had a good season. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cade Warner less than Oliver Martin. Cade Warner did have less than Oliver Martin from 2018 to 2020. Cade Warner had 30 receptions, 236 yards, and never scored a touchdown. He a had basket. like three. He dropped three, like three <laughs> at, <only>. at least. <laughs> and then the captain w fell out of the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, although, been more. and then at, at Kansas State, I feel like he had like six in the one in like the, he did. He had five total. Yeah, in like the two seasons he was there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's move on here. So Al Oliver Martin's still our leader. Uh, to Lane Hovey, who played from 2014 to 2015. I know that name, but I could not tell you a single thing about Lane <laughs> Hovey. So I'm just going to say less. You might want to go under. Yeah. Lane Hovey, 17 receptions, 227 yards, and a touchdown. All right, let's move on to uh, 2012 to 2013. Walk-on wide receiver Sam Birch. Mm, less. 
He also had less. Yeah. 12 receptions, 147 yards, but three touchdowns, which the touchdowns might be more than anybody else. That's pretty impressive. On this list. That's pretty good. You're going to you're gonna have to give me like a three-year guy to get more than Oliver Barton. Because although <laughs> he was a walk-on, I feel like he was a scholarship player at Michigan. I'd have to double-check if at Iowa or Michigan he was. Um, but I know at Nebraska. I mean, if you're transferring from D1 to D1 to D1, I feel like you had to be a scholarship player at some point. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't know how many walk-ons are, tra- are going to transfer from Nebraska to – Purdue to to Indiana. I'm just I'm just going like I'm just going like down. So yeah. like Nebraska to Purdue to Indiana. Yeah, because he went Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska. That's still a step down in terms of of how good the teams hey, are. It's hey, you know I'm right. Shut hey. up. You know I'm right. <laughs> um. So like Nebraska, Purdue, Indiana. Like I don't know how many walk-ons from here are going to be able to do that. <laughs> Purdue's probably upset about you putting them in second there. Well, well, they are. <laughs> They, they beat Nebraska last year. That's true. You're right. Okay, hold on. Uh, Nebraska, Indiana, Northwestern. There we go. Northwestern also beat Nebraska last year. Don't. Uh, okay, but we know. Okay, we know. We know that they were better. We know that shouldn't have, that shouldn't have happened. We all, every, but Northwestern knows. Yes, we are, the infamous onside kick that turned the game around. All right, one last name for you. Oliver Martin's 428 yards. Was that better, more or less than, than another Callahan-era guy? Grant Mulkey from 2004 to 2005 uh, was was one of the wide receivers for the for that unit, one of the bigger less. name wide receivers. It is less. You you end up with the victory because that is that is Alaska question there. Victory! Grant Mulkey had 45 receptions, 515 yards, and two touchdowns before, unfortunately, being kicked off the team. I think he got in a. Uh, kerfuffle with uh richie incognito at one point in time even. wow you got in a fight with richie incognito <laughs> i feel like that's everybody on that team yeah so if you told me anybody from any of those teams with richie got in a fight with him not surprised yeah that's that's what you would expect how, do, how would you be a teammate with not richie surprised at all if you didn't get in a fight with him you weren't <laughs> trying yeah no oliver martin was definitely a scholarship receiver for michigan he was the 47th best uh wide receiver maybe just the 47th best recruit as a prospect um number seven wide receiver in the country number one in iowa he was a four-star coming out of high school so he definitely had a so scholarship. he's kind of cheating on our walk-on receiver 100 percent cheating uh, well good thing grant mulkey came there at the end and beat him. <laughs> <laughs> but our list of wonderful uh walk-on wide receivers again goes with oliver martin brody belt levi fall cade warner Lane Hovey, Sam Birch, Grant Mulkey, Brandon Riley, and Todd Peterson. Hopefully, when we do this list five years from now, we can include a Ty Han, an Alex Bullock, an Elliot Brown, Baron Miles Jr., or any of the other walk-on wide receivers that make that may step up. And again, the the goal here, the, the biggest goal would be to be a Brandon Riley, to be a Todd Peterson, mm-hmm. to make us forget that you were a walk-on at all to begin with. Uh, would be would be very cool. Um, Give me Ty Han. Ty Han. Give that's, me that's Ty your Han. Pick? Yeah. Yeah. He. He was great in high school. The dude did everything. Was it Johnson Brock? I think. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure about that. I know anymore. it's Johnson something. I'm pretty sure it's Johnson, <laughs> Johnson Brock. Johnson Brock sounds correct. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what it is. Text line, let me know if I'm wrong. But he did, like, everything for that school. And I was excited when he decided to walk on in Nebraska. I don't know about anybody else. But I I hope that he's able to 
get into those ranks of one of the better walk-on receivers. He's getting some recognition so far. Alex Bullock, another guy. Um, so I think among the among the walk-on receivers that we've mentioned so far, I think Ty Han and Alex Bullock probably, um, based on what we're hearing from the coaching staff, are going to have a chance to be in the mix there. Um, <laughs> 4250 says Tim Marlowe, no doubt. <laughs> Tim Marlowe was a scholarship player. I, I would say I'm not sure why you think he wasn't, but I, I am sure why you think that he might not have been. <laughs> I uh, understand. <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from, but Tim Marlowe actually did get a scholarship. That's messed up. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> oh, that's the same. I was going to say somebody else also throwing, saying I'm throwing bones with Marlowe, biggest heart on the team. <laughs> again, a scholarship player, but uh, I again understand why you might think he might not have. Been. Yeah, yeah, we get it. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Aaron says uh, Todd Peterson had a big touchdown catch to help beat Clemson in the Gator Bowl. That is correct. Uh, Todd. Yeah, Peterson. but was it the winning touchdown? <laughs> was it the winning catch? Don't think so. You really like that Brandon Riley out of bounds. Yeah, because he was definitely out of bounds and that shouldn't have counted. <laughs> but right. it did, and we're okay with it. At the time, I was like, oh, yeah, he was definitely shoved out. And then you, like, the more you watch it, you're like, you know what? Th- they got that wrong. <laughs> but I'm not mad. <laughs> It is funny because I did when I was making this list. I thought there might be a tart uh, a, a Marlowe mention. <laughs> Marlo that mention. Sure, of course it was, <laughs> and there was. So thank you for thank you for letting me have that pay off. Uh, some insight too from Disc Golf Jake. Apparently he knows uh, Eric Martin was a very good dancer at the Playmore Ballroom uh, back in the day. So shout out to I guess Eric Martin can dance. There you go. One hell of a line dancer. And Garbola just says Riley may have to set, set the record for longest Uber ride. So I don't know what that means, but maybe he gave him an Uber. Oliver Martin. Oliver Martin. Or no. No, actually, I don't know what he's talking about. Riley. I think he's talking about Brandon Riley. Oh, yeah, no, because he went from, uh, he had to go up to Buffalo. That's right. He did. He, he Ubered to get to training camp. Yeah. That's correct. I forgot about that. So. Thanks, Garbola. Yeah, just good memory there. Uh, all right, we'll take Can a break. Can you imagine? Oh, the, oh, just the like, pay? hey, dude. I need to go to Buffalo. <laughs> it's like, well, let's do it. I've been waiting for road this trip with a stranger. My whole Uber life. Do you talk to them? Oh, you have to eventually. I mean, or do you just sleep in the back seat? Do you sit in the front or do you sit in the back? <laughs> oh, you sit in the back for that. That's a long ride. Yeah, I'm you not have to talk. The, I'm not to, sitting in the front. You have to say something. Also, like, I'd be scared to fall asleep. The weirdest thing is that you'd also be kind of like thinking the whole time, "What's the tip gonna be?" Yeah, because <laughs> that dude has to go back. Yeah, yeah. If he had a family, what does he tell his family? Like his wife, or wife's just like a significant other's just like, hey, why are you going to Buffalo? I gotta take a guy to Buffalo. <laughs> I'm assuming he made out good money on that, but uh, I don't know if Uber was the way to go. Apparently, somehow, St. yeah. Riley's Thank you for team. that, Garbologist. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we've got plenty more to talk about, uh, including Nelly is in the news. Bo Nix, one of your guys, love it as well. So we'll talk about that as well as Mookie Betts, Luke Reimer, uh, and UConn and Gonzaga, all coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. 